Sleepy Town. I'm Beau Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House. Art House Radio on 88.5 WCUG. Good old-fashioned, real radio. Coming to you from across the tracks at 9th and Broadway in the Carpenter's Building from Columbus State University in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia. The purpose of art is to wake us up. And the purpose of Art House Radio is to wake us up gently. So wake up, y'all. Today's show is Altered States. Music for and about altered states. It's not so much about drugs, although we will brush up against the subject It's more about altered states of consciousness. I've got a beautiful lineup of music for you today. I'm hoping it'll be calming and relaxing for you. Behind me here, we're listening to Alexandra Stravlinsky with Plutut. It's our standard intro music here on the Art House. We'll be starting things off with Angus and Julia Stone with their song about altered states Jewels and Gold I hope you'll enjoy the show we've put together for you today so let's get started sit back and relax Jewels and Gold The 
guy still looks the same as the old get old and the young are feeling fine. The soldier came and knocked down my wall. He said I come to kill off your kind. It's the killing of a man.
Take upon the wood Put it on your son Lake or lamb There is none to harm When the angel came You had Put off on your son Take instead the rail Until Jesus comes We started off with Angus and Julia Stone's Jewels and Gold. Then we heard Cho. Then Nitin Saunier with Letting Go. And then Sufjan Stevens' Abraham. That song, Abraham, always reminds me of an altered state experience that I had one time. I've mentioned it before on the show, but it was um, May. 1993, May 17th, I was lying in my bed at night and a vision appeared over my head. I was of clear mind. Nothing was in my system when I witnessed a light, a light which spoke to me in pure concepts. No words, just light, pure light, saying, that this was the turning point in my life and that energy flows away from us like water over a mountain and that we are made up of two halves, a light upper half and a dark lower half. And it's our job to let the battle rage between the two halves of ourselves and that we should learn what it means to stay open and that I may have to lose my will. This vision really happened while I was awake. And it's the losing one's will aspect that reminds me of Sufjan Stevens' Abraham song. Well, altered states. We have really bitten off a big bite for ourselves today, haven't we? When I was young, I never did drugs. Even though they were everywhere, I remember one time my brother came home 
with some of his friends, Sonny and others. And I was probably 10 and he and his friends were doing drugs and one of them pointed a needle toward my face and told me that if I told on him and my brother, if I told my parents, that he would shoot me up next time. This really scared me and I stayed away from drugs. Even as an adult, I've only partaken of cannabis um, a handful of times I could count on one hand the number of times in legal situations. I like to be clear. Generally, I just like to be clear. Um, and there are many ways to induce altered states. Uh, yes, drugs and alcohol, caffeine, even sugar, sound baths and yoga, meditation, euphoric dancing, deprivation chambers, lucid dreaming, religious experiences, sleep deprivation, deja vus. An altered state is a state in which we perceive a reality outside of our normal day-to-day -day reality, a heightened or alternate reality. But for myself, I like to be clear. I like to be clear to know and to validate when I'm really having a heightened reality experience, a parallel realm in my consciousness. One time, when I was a kid, I was friends with a neighborhood kid named Roger. Roger was a policeman's son. He was a bit rougher and tougher than I was. I was small and skinny, and Roger would often incite me to fight. I guess he wanted me to prove my manhood. I still remember clearly the day when we were at St. Elmo Elementary School. It was around lunchtime in fifth grade, and he started asking who was the toughest short kid in the class. Well, Mark Reed and I were the smallest kids in the class. And Roger wanted to find out who was the toughest. So he proposed that Mark and I have a fight. I didn't want to fight Mark. He was one of my best friends. But after much prodding and ribbing from others, Mark and I accepted the challenge. And that day after school, we went out to the baseball field in the park at Lake Bottom. By the time school let out, the temperature had dropped drastically and a dark cloud came rolling through Columbus, dropping rain, torrential rain, cold rain. We all gathered on the field. All the boys surrounded us and Mark and I took our first tentative jabs. I'd never had a fight before. I wasn't the fighting kind. We started and we fought, hitting and clawing in the mud. It was a two hour fight in the rain, in the cold, 
on a fall afternoon in Lake Bottom. By the end, we could barely stand up. And the guys, all the other guys, got ready to go home and they just called it a draw. Mark and I had bruises and bloody noses and black eyes. And still, neither of us ever gave in to hating the other one or even disliking one another. Much to the chagrin of Roger and all the other boys. Roger was always quick to start something. One day, days later, a sunny afternoon, we were home after school in my side yard in the grass, lying in the grass just talking. When my brother came home from school, my brother had heard about the fight days before and he started asking us, well, who would win a fight between you and Roger? Well, I knew the answer, but Roger was quick to take the challenge and he said, let's find out. A few hard hits later and the question was answered. I'd been busted up pretty good and then I started crying. Roger felt bad for me. My brother left and went inside, calling me some name, wussy or something like that. And I just lay in the grass, trying to stop crying. Sunlight was streaking through the yard across the grass. The afternoon light, clouds wafting overhead the blue sky and Roger lay beside me and started to try to change the subject <laughs> have you ever hyperventilated he asks no I hadn't I said as I snubbed and tried to catch my breath he continued on to tell me that if you breathe fast faster and faster until you can't do it anymore and then you stop and hold your breath for as long as you can that you would pass out and hyperventilate it sounded like a really bad idea to me but he insisted he insisted that we should do it so we do I watch as he breathes faster and faster I try it too but not as quickly as Roger and eventually Roger passes out. I'm somewhat conscious and stop and I watch him as he half convulses and blacks out onto the grass. A few minutes later, he's shaking his head and he says, Woo, that was wild. And he proceeds to tell me this story about he had an experience when he blacked out and he saw that we grew up to be friends. And he experiences a day when I get a red sports car and we're driving together and we have a crash and then that's when he wakes up there in my yard in the present well years later maybe five years later my father for my birthday 
gets me a red Triumph TR4, a convertible, a lovely car. Roger and I went to different schools by then. I went to Brookstone and he went to CHS, Columbus High. We're no longer friends. But one evening, I was to have a date and I was supposed to pick the girl up at her grandmother's house in Mohina Woods. I show up and her grandmother tells me that she's gone off with some hippie boys. And I didn't like that because I knew that they would be doing drugs. And I was very upset and I was standing beside my car when two guys from next door walk up. It's Ernie and Roger. Yes, Roger. And they say, oh, F it. F her. Let's go out and get some beer. Let's get in your car and get some beer and go find some girls and make a night of it. Well, we're driving over in Averett Woods when we see Becky Taylor in a car. We stop to talk to her in the car through our windows. And as we're talking to ask if she's free and would like to do anything, her father leans in from behind her, Wendell Taylor, the local artist. And I'm embarrassed, embarrassed that I've been propositioning the local artist's daughter. And the father in the seat beside her just looks at me and Roger starts yelling, go, go, go. And so I do, my foot hits the gas, and we speed away. A quarter mile later, we've wrapped ourselves and my gorgeous little red triumph around three giant trees. No one is seriously injured. My nose is broken and blood is everywhere. We can't believe it. None of us can believe it. We are alive and we're dazed and the car is still smoking. And Roger says, remember, this is just like my vision in your yard that time when I passed out. It was this, this now. Roger had experienced the accident, even foretelling details like the color of the car years before it actually happened. Sometimes time flows forwards and backwards. Sometimes when I have a deja vu, when I'm certain that something has happened before. I feel certain that it's more than just the synapses in my brain misfiring. I feel certain that time or I have experienced a glitch and I've witnessed an alternate reality in the future. There is so much that we don't know or understand about this life. So many possibilities, so many possible strange realities and parallel realities that we can tap or dip into.
just what to do Don't you? If I had ever been in before on another time around the wheel I would probably know just how to deal With all of you And I Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, the truth it felt so heavy, like a hammer through the room, that I could choose another over her. You always said I was an actor, baby. Guess in truth you thought me just amateur. That you never saw the signs. That you never lost your grip. Oh, come on now. That's such a childish claim. Now I wear the brand of traitor. Don't it seem? When it's clear, I was so obviously fame. When it's clear, I was so obviously fame. And now you act so surprised to hear what you already knew. And all you really had to do was ask. I'd have told you straight away all those lies were true. That all that was false was fact. Now you hold me close and hard, but I was like a statue at most, refusing to acknowledge you'd been hurt. Now you're clawing at my throat and you're crying. Your tears they fell so hot on my shirt. Your tears they fell so hot upon my It fell so heavy, like a hammer through the room, that I could choose another over her. You always said I was an actor, baby. I guess in truth you thought me just an amateur. Was it you? Who told me once? Now looking back, it seems surreal that all our mistakes are merely grist for the mill. So why is it now, after I've had my fill, would you steal from me the sorrow that I've earned? Shall we call this a lesson? Shall we call this a lesson?
The minor fall and the major lift The baffled king composing Hallelujah 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 strong but you needed proof you saw her bathing on the roof her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you and she tied you to her kitchen chair and she broke your throne and she cut your hair and from your lips you drew
baby, I've been here before. I've seen this room and I've walked this floor. You know, I used to live alone before I knew you. But I've seen your flag on the marble arch. And love is not a victory march. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Hallelujah. Time when you let me know what's really going on below, but now you never show that to me, do you? But remember when I moved in you, and the holy dove was moving too, and every breath we drew is hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe there is a God above, but all I've ever learned from love was how to shoot somebody who outdrew you. And it's not a cry that you hear at night. It's not somebody who's seen the light. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah, hallelujah.
what a way to end our Altered State show today. That was Jeff Buckley singing Leonard Cohen's Alleluia from Buckley's first album, Grace. Ecstasy in song. Art can do this. Art can move us into the divine, into an altered state. Going back, we heard Man Bartlett, his piece, Imp, during the story. And then we heard Deja Vu from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Tame Impala, the Space Music Orchestra, Ray La Montagna, and Eric Anders with Blister in the Sun. Then Jeff Buckley. And now behind us here, we're hearing Him for Her. You can find the complete playlist on our website. That's arthouseradio.com. I'm Bo Bartlett. I am your host. We want to thank our engineer and producer, Matt Rohrer. Thank you, Matt. We wouldn't be here without you. We're brought to you today by Uptown Float and by River Flow Yoga. River Flow Yoga will be sponsoring Yoga at the Bow, a celebration of light on December 19th. Be sure to check that out. It's at the Bow Bartlett Center. You can contact River Flow Yoga to find out more. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Hope you've enjoyed our Altered States show. Remember, we have but one life to live. So let's live it and make this world a better place. Let's make music. Let's make art. Let's go out and see some live music and support live music. Go out and see art in your local community. Here in Columbus, we have the Columbus Museum and Passaquan and the Bo Bartlett Center and art galleries. Go out and see art in your community. Support the arts. We need it. We need it these days. This world needs it. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. You can send us an email at the website. We appreciate your feedback. All right, see you right here next week. Stay clear. Thanks. Love and light, y'all. <laughs>